Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Coming up later on this episode, I'm going to be talking to Corian head football coach Sean Cutright about the impact of the coronavirus outbreak and how he's managing it with his players. First, the most significant news of this week is the University of Cincinnati announced that it's discontinued its men's soccer program. To find out how this impacts area high school programs, I'm now joined by Moeller head coach Mike Walker. Talk so much about how the city is a soccer hotbed right now. I don't know how else yeah. you, could, you could say it more eloquently than me, but I mean, from a professional standpoint, high school, college, I mean, so how surprising was the news to, to hear that? Today? It's what FC Cincinnati, so before FC Cincinnati, you know, it was, it was still a great area for, for high school soccer or for, for club and just soccer in general. The girls side has been dominant. I mean, we saw what Lakota West did obviously and KD and Sydney and, and the rest. And the boys are starting to catch up. You know, we've had our fair success. And, you know, with FC Cincinnati and Mason, obviously, um, FC Cincinnati with their academy, you're starting to see they're bringing in players from all over the city now. So, you know, the city itself was getting exposed. University of Cincinnati was really being exposed even more to, you know, the FC Cincinnati uh, DA kids and, you know, the, the great clubs that we have in this area. It's I, it's, I can't put into words how massive this will be a ripple effect uh, for, you know, the college recruiting scene in, in this city. Cause you know, UC was, you know, you Xavier and UC and it, it's big time programs and it for them to leave or for them to no longer have it. It's a massive, massive loss for, you know, this area for sure. Did Will or Ben explain to you what the reasoning is or maybe just, they have an opinion um, on why this happened. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know, I don't know how much I can share or not share. I mean, for, I for them, you know, they, it, it's obviously it's um, driven by money, you know, it's driven by, um, you know, the COVID, the COVID situation, obviously that's going on. And, um, you know, it's tough. It, it's a, I, I don't want to speak on either of their behalfs, obviously. And, you know, I, I saw the press release and, um, you know, it's just, it's, it seems it seems that it's, yeah, this is just the beginning. I think you'll start to see this on a lot of other, a lot of other schools and a lot of other programs that maybe their program doesn't go away, but you know, maybe, you know, they have to use the same soccer balls from the year prior, or, you know, you can't take those overnight trips or you're on a bus instead of a plane. I think this is just the beginning of, unfortunately, um, you know, a pretty big impact to collegiate sports in, in high school. I mean, we're, we're scrambling, you know, at Bowler right now of like, man, what's, you know, what's the fall season going to look like? And who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You talk about each one of those guys. I know Ben was just a freshman, but uh, Will sophomore in this past year and just maybe how they landed at UC and how they were doing there. Yeah. I, well, Ben is, you know, Ben was, um, you know, a shooting star. I mean, Ben was about to take off and um, I hope that uh, I, I hope someone comes and, um, you know, scoops up Ben cause he wants to keep playing and, you know, he doesn't, he's, he's not done. And, and Ben, he, he's the one player that I've coached and I've coached some great high school players. I've coached some great club players, Ben's IQ and Ben's ability to digest a game and see angles. And it, it's second to none. And, and he, and UC saw that. I don't think UC planned on bringing Ben in to be a, you know, a freshman starter, but he got some good minutes. And when he was in, he, he played really well. Willie, Willie's the the most pure midfield goal scorer that I've seen. Um, you know, there's forwards that can score goals. There's, um, 
you know, wings, obviously that score goals, but Will was starting to kind of earn his time. And, you know, he was hitting the weight room really hard. He was super dedicated. Um, you know, it, it, it stinks, you know, Willie might've cracked the starting lineup this year. Ben was doing everything he possibly could to, to make a name. And I think I, I, I feel Ben was about to explode on the scene and it just stinks that that opportunity, um, you know, got taken away, but hopefully he can, uh, you know, transfer or, you know, continue to play elsewhere. You mentioned just the impact on recruiting. I mean, where do you see this going? I know it's only, you know, the, the day of the announcement here, but I mean, how do you think this impacts long-term here for uh, the local high school scene and how players get recruited? I, I think, you know, Coach Fleming and Xavier, I, I mean, he's he's an amazing guy. Um, you know, he, he's got a great program. I, I hope that he's able to obviously retain some of the, the local talent, but, you know, Ohio State with Coach Mays, and he's – he, you know, Parker Grinstead is obviously going there. Uh, they're building a powerhouse up there, um, you know, locally NKU and other, you know, local colleges. Uh, these guys will land if they want to land. They're all good players. They will find a spot if they want to play. Um, we're just all of this, not being able to have in-person meetings or visit campuses. I've been talking to a lot of college, uh, a lot of coaches and, you know, film doesn't tell you everything. Film Film shows you on film what you want to see, but until you see the level of competition at a camp or at a, um, you know, an invitational or playing at the national league, like how we do for club, you don't know really how good a player is until you see him versus that competition. So this is going to be a massive impact, not only for these UC guys that you kind of have film on, but then the upcoming, you know, freshman, you know, Kate Tepe, who's a junior who, you know, did amazing last year in the state he's struggling to find different spots and find different locations because he can't go to, you know, ID camps. He can't go to, you know, we don't, we're not playing club soccer right now. So uh, talking to a college coach the other day, he has players that he wants to offer that haven't taken the ACT. You know, they can't take the ACT right now. So he's like, how can I offer them if we don't even know if they're qualified through, you know, the SAT or ACT right now? It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I don't envy them, obviously. Um, there's just a ton going on. It's a lot of moving parts. Um, I feel awful for the kids. I feel awful for, you know, all the seniors that, that aren't getting to play. I feel obviously terrible for all the University of Cincinnati players that just had this announcement. I feel terrible for the, the juniors that are trying to get recruited. It's been tough, man. I mean, it's been, it's been very, very, very hard. And, you know, obviously we want everyone to be safe and healthy and we'll all get through this. The, the, Silver lining is everybody's going through this. You know, everybody across the country is going through it in some way. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll bounce back and they'll find a way. But it, today is definitely a hard day for, you know, soccer in, in Cincinnati for on the boys' side. For someone who has followed it as closely as you have, I mean, I know the program dates back to 1973, but how would you kind of summarize, you know, the UC men's soccer program, maybe – you know, what it's been known for over the years and just how it kind of conducted its business along the high school yeah, you know, scene as well. I, I mean, Coach Days is one of the nicest, most genuine people um, you would ever meet. And, and if you had had the, the chance to meet him, I mean, he is just a class act, you know, top to bottom. I mean, he is A+. plus. He instills that into his players. He instills that into the program. You know, they have their ebbs and flows on, you know, seasons as we all do, you know, win-loss. But, you know, uh, they they – they say that you don't grade or judge a head coach by wins and losses. You know, you judge him by the, the, the character that he, that he shows and the character of, of his players. And, you know, the university of Cincinnati program had uh, great character players and they, they carried themselves well. And, 
you know, it, again, you know, watching games, I'd bring Mason and Levi to all the games last year. Uh, it's a cool stadium. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. Moeller plays down there a lot. Um, it just stinks, you know, all around it. It, it was a, in my opinion, a sleeping giant getting ready to explode. They started to, they started to recruit more of the local area. Um, you know, and it, it just, it's hard. It's really, really hard to, to wrap my head around and it's only been, you know, two hours and, you know, I'm still trying to kind of grasp everything. But again, this is, this is going to be a massive domino effect where, you know, high school in this area, club in this area, the academy in this area, um, it, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of moving parts here in the next couple months or month or so. Just before I let you go, how, how are your players doing? I mean, how's your program persevering yeah, through all this stuff? It, it's tough. I mean, not being able to be around your school, you know, around your classmates, not being around really like I'm not, I don't even know the rules. You know, I, I look at the OHSAA and sometimes it's like, it's a dead period. You can talk to them, but you can't talk to them. So I'm checking in just to say, Hey, how are you guys doing? There's no soccer talk. Um, it's tough. You know, they are, they want to go kick a soccer ball around. They want to see their friends. They, they want to go to school. You know, they, we, we enjoy going to school at Molly. Like they actually want to go and be around each other and be around the faculty and the staff. And, you know, on the club scene, we have, a, we had four players that qualified for a national championship that that's canceled. Um, it's just tough. Like you, it's, it's, it's a really, really, really hard time on everybody. And, you know, we check in on their mental health. We're making sure everyone's doing okay from that regard. And um, we just hope that this, you know, we get we get through this year soon and we can get back on the pitch with everybody. I want to get some direct perspective from a, the UC player perspective. First, I'm joined by UC sophomore midfielder, Will Lonneman. There was a 10 a.m. Zoom meeting we had and uh, we didn't really know what the meeting was about. And like, we had, we had, we had no idea of like this, but yeah. Was there any rumors like, Last weekend or anything? Nothing at no, all? No, wow. absolutely nothing. Like, I was just shocked to hear that it happened. Wow. Tell me, what was your reaction when you heard that? So, first reaction, I mean, I was shocked. Like, I didn't I didn't think this could happen. Like, I, like when the corona, like, I know the, like, the economy's bad, whatever. But, I mean, I never thought that sports would get shut down because of it, like, indefinitely. And, like, I, honestly, it's kind of hard to put into words like, what else, you know, that time. I was just shocked and just sad. Are you kind of coming in grips with this? I mean, I know it's only a few hours old, obviously. Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot more than I like than initially. Like, yeah, I've come, I'm kind of starting to realize like what the situation is, and like I'm just trying to figure out my next step. Yeah, a lot of people have been reaching out to you. You get a lot of texts and stuff. Or? Yeah, I've got a lot of support from like my friends and family, and like everyone's saying like sorry, like all that lot of stuff like that. Yeah. What did they tell you exactly? What the reason was? So they said that. um Due to like the corona and the bad economy, that they wouldn't be able to afford. I, I guess, to my knowledge, they wouldn't be able to afford the soccer team anymore. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really get it because I mean, every like it, it was just men's soccer that was cut out, and I he didn't really give a good reason why. So that was my problem with it. Was this uh, John Cunningham, the AD? Yeah, yeah. So were you guys all on a Zoom call or just a? Yeah, so like our our assistant coach, like interim coach Matt Deming, um, just like invited us to like a call with the AD, and like we thought it was like maybe like the call is going to be about like the future coach or some with the program, like like the step by step process. But no, I guess not. Yeah, how, how quickly did coach step down after the season? I'm just trying to remember. Um, so he uh he stepped down, like. Our last practice, it was in this spring, he stepped down. 
Okay, gotcha. Um, I mean, is this just like a punch to the gut, or I mean, tell me what? I mean, oh yeah, I mean, right I mean, I was kind of getting open to the idea of getting a new coach and like prove myself to him. Like everyone was excited about this next year. I thought uh, we had like really like a good spring, a hardworking spring season, and I thought that we were just going to go into fall with a lot of energy, a lot of passion for uh, to get after it, but. Yeah. Um, and your sophomore there, I mean, coach was telling me about how you're the, one of the most pure midfielder goal scorers that he's, he's been around. I mean, how did you, <laughs> personally, how did I mean, you I, kind of, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was just say, how did you improve just from, from a year ago and what were you looking forward to the most this year? Um, so I feel like I had kind of a tough transition from high school to college. Like it was kind of a, a shock to me, like, like how many good players I was around me at the time. But, um, I think, like, every game I played for UC, I showed that what I can do. But I feel like I just wasn't given enough chances this year. Like, I only played in one game for, like, five minutes versus USF. Like, I didn't really play much, and it was tough. But, I mean, this spring, I really proved, like, proved everyone, like, a lot of people wrong. Like, I won the uh, Bearcat Challenge, if you've seen, like, those, like, two times like, for two weeks. And I was really looking forward to this next junior year where I can really step up and hopefully – uh score some goals for the team, but yeah. You said you were like hitting the weight room. I mean, just your dedication was oh, really yeah. something. So. Yeah. I thought my mentality was, I was a lot more motivated uh, this year than I was like any other year. I really wanted to prove myself and show I can play that D1 level. Yeah. How are your teammates handling all this? How are you guys kind of relying on each other? Um, so we've been texting each other about like what we're going to do in the future. Like obviously, like, of course, none of us know exactly what we're going to do. But we've been like we had a couple of FaceTime and a couple of meetings with the others, like just talking about it and like what, like what we're feeling and that kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been good. Like it's it's sad to see that like you know a couple of kids are going to be leaving. Like a lot of people are going to be leaving, transferring. So I mean, it's tough to see those bonds that you formed over the last couple of years go away in such like a, in a in a quick instance. How are you? Uh, how are you going to go about like the the process of deciding? I mean, it's just going to take some time. Lean on family yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's just gonna take a little time. Um, so like, I've got like I've already gotten a couple of emails from like smaller like schools like reaching out because like we were putting the transfer portal already, so like we can contact any school we want. So if if a good opportunity comes around, like I'm open minded, I'm willing to play for like another team, but just depends. Like it, whatever's best for me is what I'm gonna go with. Uh, what are you studying there? You see, I'm studying. I'm a double major of risk management and finance. Okay, what would you like to do eventually? Uh, something in the insurance industry. I had an internship last summer at Great American and I was going to have a possible one this summer, but it got canceled because of Corona. So I'm just trying to get in that industry a little bit. Is that true? You get to remain on scholarship if you decide to stay at UC? Is that true? Um, well, if you are, I, I'm currently not on scholarship. Okay. So, but if you are on scholarship, like you can keep your scholarship throughout the years. Gotcha. All right. Um, is there any next step or have they said anything else to you I mean, besides being in the transfer portal? Is there anything else as a follow-up from the athletics department or anything? Or? Uh, not really. I mean, I think they're going to start calling people maybe individually. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. And like, hopefully explain it better. Cause I do not believe they explained it that well to us in the meeting. And like, it was just kind of just a quick thing that just ended very quickly. So I'm, it just, I'm just trying to figure out more of why us necessarily. And like, I would I would like a better reason to because like Cincinnati is such a big soccer town like such like it's huge I, I'm sure as you know like SEC and everything 
And like every kid that grows up saying, what's play soccer for UC? But it just being taken away now. So well, that was my next question. I mean, how would you explain that to somebody on the outside who maybe the general fan or something? I mean, you, you look at FC, they're playing at Nippert, obviously building yeah. the stadium and everything. But I mean, you got high school soccer, hotbed. I mean, yeah. you got UC it's, and Xavier. It's prime time for sure. It's prime yeah. time. Like high school soccer is huge right now. Like, I'm, of course, Moeller's been like, Moeller's getting better and better each year. And it's it just sad to see. Like, it's, it's like an untapped market, kind of. Like, since like soccer's grown in, in America so, like, so rapidly. And with the introduction of FCC and all that stuff to Cincinnati, it's just sad that Cincinnati's team is just gone. With all the UC players now in the transfer portal, I wanted to get another perspective. I'm now joined by UC freshman midfielder Ben Heggie. Where do you go from here? How are you guys kind of leaning on each other, uh, you and your teammates? I mean, I've been talking with them. I think as far as, like, us freshmen go, we're all going to transfer probably. I don't think we all we all want to keep our soccer careers alive. But as far as, like, the upperclassmen go, I mean, it's tough for them because they, you know, they're so close to their degree. It's hard to transfer and keep that going. So, yeah, I feel bad for them. Coach Walker was telling me you're you're really kind of coming into your own. I mean, just kind of those guys that was really on the rise within the program, and um, just kind of take me through your your past season um, and just what your expectations were for going into this spring and hopefully for this fall before all this happened. Well, yeah, coming into the season, I really didn't expect to play at all, but I mean, just working hard, practice, spring um, preseason. I think I got I played myself into some playing time and I got some opportunities and I kept finding myself on the field, which is something you don't really see as a freshman. But I mean, I was grateful for that opportunity. And of course in the spring, you know, you want to keep improving and keep getting more playing time. So that's what was, that was my goal in the spring. Who's reached out to you today? I mean, how, how have you kind of relied on whether it be family and your teammates, everybody else? I mean, what's yeah, been had, the reaction? I've had a lot of people reach out to me. So it's kind of overwhelming the amount of people that have, here to support me like a lot of my friends even people other athletes in the athletic department are really uh grateful or not grateful they're um you know they're sad about the, the loss of our program so yeah yeah there was a zoom call have you met one-on-one -on -one with john cunningham or anybody from the university or the athletics no i haven't gotcha. are you planning to do that anytime or have they reached out no, to you about not that? really yeah okay. yeah i mean we've i've talked with like my strength coach and you know, my, uh, the, uh, yeah, athletic director or whatever, the guy that has, does our health, but. Are you allowed to continue to condition and work in um, the weight room and all that sort of thing? Or? Our weight room guy said we might be able to over the summer. He'll let us know. Hmm. Yeah, we don't really know yet. I know everybody's in the transfer portal. Is that accurate? I mean, yeah. have you heard from any particular programs even this afternoon? Yeah, I've heard from um, a few People have reached out to me via email. Can you mention who? Um, ONU and I don't really know. I haven't really looked into them too much yet. I don't really know. So, so when do you uh, – do you just have to take time to kind of sit back and evaluate everything or is this going to go pretty quickly as far as you transferring since we're obviously in mid-April? I've already, I've already started reaching out to um, – you know, past coaches and people that have had have good connections in the soccer field. So I think, you know, this process, it has to go quick because this timing is pretty bad for us because, you know, this our season could start in August. That's only a few months away. Maybe some teams have already finalized their roster. So it's kind of a tough spot for us. But 
I think I got to jump on it now. You mentioned you always wanted to play for UC. Do you remember how early on you had thought about that and what, what that was like just to go to Nippert and see a game? Uh, I didn't really go to a whole, whole lot of games as a kid, but I think like really when I was getting recruited, I really just didn't have any other offers or any other people even hit me up. I wasn't really interested in anyone else. And when UC reached out to me, I really just took it and didn't look back. Um, where else do you uh, go from? What have your teammates been saying this afternoon about all this stuff? I mean, they're all pretty pretty heartbroken too. I mean, they just yeah. can't believe they would do this. I mean, UC is such a hotbed for soccer. And then with UC, with FC Cincinnati on the rise and a lot of high school teams doing well, it's just tough to hear that there's no more opportunities for young kids to play in Cincinnati. It's just canceling one of those programs to go to is kind of tough. Yeah. I mean, when I previously said about a game at Nipper, I meant, yeah, with FC Cincinnati being there, I mean, just – Oh yeah. I mean, how do you wrap your mind around that? We're you know we're such a hotbed of soccer, high school wise, pro college. I mean, yeah, for UC not I to have a program. Good. It kind of feels like I just can't believe it. It just kind of feels like they didn't give us a chance with like the new coach. Like I think we had we had a couple of bad seasons as of recently, but with our coach retiring, I think we all were excited for this opportunity to you know prove ourselves have a good season, but I think it just kind of feels like they kind of just gave up on us, really. How do you think this will impact recruiting just for the current high school players and coaches and how they're dealing with all this stuff? I mean, UC is definitely not an option anymore, but I don't know. It's, I guess it's tough. The UC news this week will obviously impact the local high school and college soccer scene. I want to thank Moeller head coach Mike Walker and UC players Will Lahneman and Ben Heggie for their time and perspective discussing the Bearcats. Moving on to high school football, the coronavirus outbreak continues to impact area high school players and coaches as they prepare for this summer. I wanted to get a perspective from an area head football coach about how he's planning for this fall season. Now I'm pleased to be joined by Coleraine head football coach Sean Cutright. Sean, first of all, uh, how are you and your family? Good, Mike. I appreciate that. Uh, You know, these are uncharted territories for all of us and uh, we're just trying to make the best of it stay home be safe and uh, you know do anything we can for for our players and our community so that's where we're at about you you doing well and yeah I'm doing well as I can be my wife is a saint for watching our three kids uh, (laughs) under the age of 10 so (laughs) no doubt it's it's definitely a juggling act that homeschooling is a whole new ball game now yeah (laughs) it it really is so uh, it's been quite an interesting time too just with you know, monitoring what's going on with the OHSA and just, you know, everything else. And obviously sports pales in comparison to what's going on in the sure. country and the world health, health-wise, but uh, very unprecedented times we're in. So before I kind of get into the, um, the, the rivalry with St. X and the renewal of that, uh, just tell us kind of how you're advising your players, your coaches, just everyone involved in your program on, uh, on this difficult time. Sure, yeah. I just got off a, a Zoom meeting with the coaches and – we're trying to get creative and, and, you know, use what the college, the college coaches are doing now to communicate with their players and uh, try to figure out a way to hold them accountable, uh, still make them uh, work out some, uh, condition some. And, but as you mentioned, you know, just life sometimes is more important than athletics and more important than sports. So 
for the most part, we want to make sure they're safe and, and they're, they're, they're fed and their bellies are full. And then if all that checks out, uh, then we wouldn't mind if they, you know, pick up a weight or, or go run a mile or try to do something in order to get in shape. But, uh, you know, like you said, it's unprecedented times. Uh, I think every coach out there is sort of feeling a little helpless right now. I know I am. And uh, a little concerned about football, to be honest with you, because you, you don't know what the what the future holds. So. Yeah, obviously, we're still on the holding pattern for spring sports as we record this. Uh, obviously, uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. But uh, just from a, a summer standpoint, you know, obviously things ramp up for fall sports, including football with conditioning and um, just yeah, what, what's kind of the conversation among your your coaches there on staff on whether or not everything can can get going here. Cause really, I think anybody who pretends to know the answer really doesn't because we're just kind of all in the same boat here. But uh, how's that kind of conversation or preparation going for if there is a, a possible delay in, in the fall season? I think what we, we talked about, you know, best case scenario, we get back, you know, May, June, uh, we usually go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, we found that our kids sort of keep their weight up and, and have a day's rest in between. So our discussion is to go back to where we're four days a week if, if we get back in June and July. Uh, the 10 camp days are critical now. We've always backed those 10 camp days right against uh, August 1st when two days start. So the conversation now, do we use some of those camp days if we are able to get back in June and July to work on more football stuff? Uh, do we keep those camp days like we have in the past sort of the 10 days prior to we start two days just so the kids learn the information and review it day after day after day. So, you know, it's, it's those same questions that we've had in the past, but it's a little bit different since we've been out of school for a month and looks like we'll be out at least the rest of this month, if not more. Uh, it's, it's, you know, an ongoing, you know, everything's changing all the time. We're trying to stay ahead of the curve. I'm sure all coaches are to, to figure out what's best for our team, what's best for our program. But it is a challenge. And, you know, we already both mentioned the main thing is, uh, you know, everybody's safe and, and everybody's doing well. But, uh, uh, you know, every coach out there is itching, hopefully, to get started in, in July and August and, and not have a delay to our season. I know that we, a few of us, Head coaches talked a little about if if we did have the first two weeks off, then we would just play league games for the GMC, just play those eight games. But uh, how would that look for for Harbin points and Harbin ratings? And you know, we'll let you and and some people smarter than me figure that out. But uh, I'm let sure. your GMC commissioner Steve Shuck tackle that one because I <laughs> no wouldn't know where to begin. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't get get to that point. Hopefully, you get your two. Non-league games, and, and speaking of non-league, obviously uh, news came out on Friday that uh, uh, Coleraine and Saint X have verbally agreed to uh, continue the rivalry series in 2021 and 2022. Obviously, the the second of a home and home agreement uh, from this current contract will happen uh, hopefully here on week two of this season, upcoming 2020 season. But uh, just we, I know we've had conversations about this uh, a lot about uh, playing Saint X over the years and. Um, just how important is it to, to renew that rivalry for another two years? It's great for us. I know it is. I, I talked to Steve personally there a few weeks ago when we were just working through this and trying to figure out if the date would still work and if we were still able to play. And, and we're both excited 
I know uh, I definitely am. I don't want to speak too much for him. I, I truly believe that is uh, a game that we have circled every year. Uh, both teams usually play one of their best games of the season, no matter if it's in week two or week 11, 12, or 13. And, you know, those rivalry games are, you know, they're just special to everybody. And if you ask anybody that's probably graduated from Colerain since I've been there in 05, what's some of the games that they remember the most, St. X is always coming up. I know since I've been there in the last 15 years, three or four of the top five games that I've been associated with have been involved with the Bombers. So we're excited. I think it's great for our pre-kids and our program. And, uh, you know, hopefully everything pans out and, and we'll get to meet week two and, and see how see how it turns out. I thought it was kind of amazing, really, that Corey and Sinex didn't play in the postseason last year. I think it was the first time in like five years, five straight years. <laughs> that didn't happen. But uh, uh, how much – I know Steve – Spec talks about the same thing from the St. X perspective, but how much is that a just a, a, an excellent gauge of where, where your team is uh, week two and, and hopefully, you know, just getting into the league play from your perspective, how, how important that is? Oh, it's, it's really important. You know, I, I believe, and just like Tommy and Kerry did, the better, the better schedule you have, the more prepares you for those big games in the playoffs. And uh, St. X year in, year out, have a great program, a great team. Uh, they they have heck of heck of talent over there, and uh, you know it, it sort of gives you a picture of where you're at at that point and where you need to be. Uh, last year, you know they beat us week two, so it also motivates you. Uh, you know, not that you want to ever lose a game, and I wouldn't say that. But uh, the matter that we lost it, uh, they sort of beat us up in special teams. And, and that was on me. I didn't do a very good job preparing us for that. Uh, so that was something that uh, went back to the drawing board, worked hard on. And, and by the end of the year, we were, we were definitely doing a little better in special teams. But like you said, it's, it's a gauge that gives you an idea where your strengths and weaknesses are because they don't have many weaknesses. And if you have one, they they are able to uh, take advantage of that and and probably beat you. So I know it, uh, we always shake hands at the end, win or lose, and and say we'll probably see you in the playoffs. Have a good year, and and most of the time, like you said, that does occur. So, but uh, before I let you go, Sean, just uh, I know you haven't seen your guys in person for close to a month now, given all the circumstances of this uh, coronavirus outbreak. But maybe just can you give us a little synopsis on. Uh, maybe how the Cardinals might look this season and uh, maybe kind of give us a glimpse of uh, one of your special players there on defense, defensive lineman, uh, Dante Corleone, who's probably committed to UC. Yeah, I feel good about the players we have coming back. We have a lot of skill guys coming back and, and we do have our big anchor in the middle there, plays our zero technique and our 50. And uh, Dante's doing well. I've talked to him a few different times. He's excited about the upcoming season. Uh, He's probably bigger than ever, so that's that's good. Well, he never has any trouble getting strong and big, so we'll just have to whip him into a little bit of shape. But that won't. What be is he hiding weight, Sean? I don't know what his weight is. I haven't. I don't even know if he has a scale big enough to weigh him around there anymore. But uh, he was getting, you know, those winter workouts is when our guys usually make, gain the most weight. So he gained about fifteen or twenty pounds of good muscle. Um, one of the strongest kids on our team. By, by far and uh you know he's always got that happy-go-lucky that big smile on his face so 
I'm sure he's getting excited about that. But we have a couple other guys. Michael uh, injured his knee there, getting sick more week six. Uh, he'll be coming back from an ACL injury. Had started 16 straight or 18 straight games for us uh, as a sophomore and a junior. So we're looking for big things for him. Uh, Xander Kendall had a good year last year. So he'll be coming back. Sean Williamson uh, is a corner. Uh, he'll probably be moving to safety this year. So defense, you know, if you can get a, a guy or two returning every level that can sort of take charge of that level, I believe that's a huge advantage as far as coming back on defense. And then we have Freddie and we have Tyler Prather and we have all of our skill guys coming back, MJ and and a bunch of others coming back on offense. So. We're excited about that. I, I believe our sophomore class is a pretty good class, and our junior class is a pretty good class, which will be our seniors and juniors. So uh, we'll have to find some O-linemen. That's, uh, that seems to be the, the most we graduated. It's hard to replace a guy like Ace, a three-year starter at center. And, you know, it's impossible to replace those Pace brothers, the back-to-back defense players of the year. But uh, we'll just have to – figure out what we can do with those positions and, and do what we can. But uh, those are some special players that will be moving on. I want to thank Coleraine head football coach Sean Cutright for his perspective about how this impacted the coronavirus has impacted the Cardinals. Thanks again to Muller coach Mike Walker and UC players Will Lonneman and Ben Heggie for their perspective as uh, the Bearcats have discontinued the men's soccer program. Thanks again for listening. We will talk to you next week because I'm sure there'll be plenty of other developments as we watch the high school sports scene around the state of Ohio due to this unprecedented time.